Oh What's this one on again? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> read are. the brief. I oh, write a honestly, brief. For... <laughs> Max just writes them for fun, Andy. Hello and welcome to the More Than Muscle podcast. I'm really tempted to start singing Danger, Danger, High Voltage because this week... <laughs> start screaming it. I've got a microphone in front of me already. Um, this week we're going to be talking about dangers in the fitness industry and how they can potentially affect all of us, uh, misinformation, uh, steroids and a bunch of other topics we're going to get through. Uh, but how are you guys? Andy, Nat, how are yeah. we feeling? I feel great. I just had like seven hobnobs. Yeah. The whole knobs are still floating around the studio. Glucose, they really are. <laughs> Glucose in my brain is good. <laughs> yeah, we're all all good. We are um, getting ready to go on holiday actually yes. next week, which we can't wait for. Lucky for some, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm holding down the fort in case anyone's wondering for more than muscle. Strong. Like, wave, waving the flag. <laughs> It's just me. Strong. <laughs> it won't be just Max, though, on the podcast next week. <laughs> as, as, as much as I'm sure everyone wishes that were the case, uh, I'm afraid it will I think be... this one will actually go out when we're on When holiday. you're away, it will, yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Enjoy. I hope it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> the first danger I thought we would talk about is steroids uh, use, uh, its impact on people's perception on physique, health, fitness, uh, negative side effects, when they can be used safely and how, how that can actually be uh, uh, useful for people uh, getting on stage and things like that. Uh, but Andy, do you want to kick us off with what steroids actually do to you and keep it clean? Oh God, <laughs> where do I start? Well, in my first cycle, <laughs> um, I think they're so widely used and they're also like undercover used. Not a lot of people know they're being used, but they're being used a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But the misconception most people have, for the mainstream at least, is that you'll take them and you'll get big. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case. What they actually do, or at least a lot of them will do, is help you with your work capacity so you'll get larger volumes of work in without being sore, without, you know, the things that we're talking about a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about going balls to the walls mm -hmm. when you take them you can do that and you don't get sore and you can get the volume across the week and that translates into you being stronger and bigger so if they're used correctly they can be beneficial but you have to you have to know what the contraindications are so when it's done in a professional setting like in the Olympics when people take them <laughs> they kind of get away mm -hmm. with them and the athletes are alright at least in the short term but for the mainstream there is a lot going on in gyms, especially when you go to like these bodybuilding gyms where it's just like loads of meatheads. Yeah. And then you've got the meatheads doing their thing, whatever, let them get on with it. They're huge, it's working, whatever. And then you've got the guys trying to be the meatheads who are taking them <laughs> and you're like, for fuck's sake, you're going to kill yourself. Your balls are probably half the size and your tits are probably double the size. <laughs> it's just dangerous. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Do we get those again? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know to the extent what it would do to you really but don't do it don't know why you want tiny balls now yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> got to shrink those exactly. <laughs> it, 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 so it's, it's the increase in testosterone and therefore by having an artificial injection of that your balls don't effectively need to produce yeah. the same levels that you would naturally so therefore they yeah. sh shrivel yeah and essentially like when you heighten one hormone you dampen another one so Mm -hmm. You're just pulling parallels apart and, and the problem is if you're just trying to put some muscle mass on 
what yeah. the fuck are you doing with that? Just be a bit more. I think you need to train you need harder. To, you need to pick better role models. Well, if you're talking about like, the group of guys trying to be the meatheads, uh, the like, biggest danger is where you're getting them from as well. Yeah, it's like normal drugs, class A drugs. It's like you need to really know what's in them because a lot of them could be mixed with a load of shit, and then yeah. you know you you don't kind of know how they're bulked out, and that's the biggest danger I think as well. I think absolutely. Um, the impact I think it can have on people's perception of what's attainable, and I think I've I've got no problem if people want to use steroids because you know that that's fine if you want to if you want to get jacked, look wham for beach season. That's that's your your human right. <laughs> um, but in terms of people that use them and then don't disclose that and claim they're uh, all natural yeah. is the is is the classic phrase. Um, that can be really dangerous for some people because obviously if you if you perceive someone to be a natural lifting athlete and they're progressing at an incredible rate or they've got a ridiculous looking physique and you believe that's attainable by not in using performance enhancers then that yeah. can give you a, a poor perception on how long it's going to take you to progress how hard you have to work and then that you, you know that creates mental questions of am i doing it right yeah like i've been around these kind of gyms for many years now and my biggest frustration is like you say it's cool if you want to do that do that get the results you want do your thing but when you're a personal trainer and then your demographic is Joe Bloggs mm-hmm. and you're telling your demographic you need to do X, Y, and Z, which is clearly like a force paradigm because you're doing it in unnatural circumstances and you're now imposing that on them and you're not also necessarily giving them steroids and you probably shouldn't be, but whatever. It's exactly that force dawn that you're giving to them and you're asking them to do things like squat five times a week at a certain load let's say where they would be okay with it but that person mm-hmm. is probably going to break because they're not having the performance enhancing yeah. drugs and the food and all the rest of it so I think my biggest problem is when personal trainers or coaches are imposing what they're doing on Joe Blogs when all they want to do is be healthy happy stronger move a bit better yeah. look a little sexier precisely no I've, I've, I had a, had a friend um, tell me a funny story uh, so her husband was a professional bodybuilder mm jacked as you like got on stage uh looks uh, like he's got he's got an amazing physique but he took a lot of steroids and basically he was constantly angry you know the classic term yeah. roid rage um so it was just quite funny the way he used to have to put a little bit of uh, of weed into his backing <laughs> to calm him down otherwise he just he was yeah. just constantly welcome so to the health angry. and fitness industry yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell in a nutshell and, and like let's just flip it up there's, there's that side of it with steroids, but then there's also like, with a lot of the physique competitions, mm-hmm. you've got like the fitness categories where it's about being really lean and beach ready rather than, you know, the classic yeah. kind of bodybuilding shape. And you get a lot of like coaches enforcing things like diuretics so that they can look paper thin, you know, all water is excreted. And it's like, there's dangers to having too much of those things as well. Yeah. And in the mainstream, you see a lot of that particularly with females um to the extent where you're thinking fucking hell no wonder your menstrual cycle is gone no wonder you're like your hair's falling out i'm sure you can speak about this with some of the people you've coached or been around as well it's like it's ridiculous we're supposed to be an industry to promote health Mm -hmm. that's my biggest advice with it i hope i don't know if if that if it's like phasing out or i don't pay attention I think to it's much that. of it I think it's anymore. if you don't pay attention to it. But, yeah, I remember when I first started PT that I thought, 
I need to step on stage yeah. <laughs> to like be a good PT. Yeah. What to get the clients. hell? I can't believe that. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe I used to think that, but I never did, thank God. Yeah. But I I think it's just a glorified anorexia. That's, yeah, that's exactly that. Said it. <laughs> but I think <laughs> I think it is. Um like bikini competitions mm. and everything. But somebody would step on stage. So if I showed my mum like uh, women and men who step on stage, she would say, gosh, they, they're probably so fit and healthy and strong, yeah. aren't they? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> but how it looks to somebody else, yeah. maybe that's what, that's what it looks like, that you're the fittest and the strongest you are when you step on stage looking that lean. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at, uh, the thing is, you have big muscles on display, but the fact they're on display doesn't mean they're well-developed and strong. You look at a power lifter, they've got a big old pot belly, mm. you know, plenty of body fat, you know, maybe like 15, 20, 25%. They don't care. Yeah, they're, no. they're, they're a damn sight stronger than these bodybuilders getting on yeah. stage. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's mad. Like, it's a fine line because it's a sport in itself. Um, mm-hmm. Sport, I, I, I'm, yeah. I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't know in their that eyes, at least as a sport. In yeah. their eyes, not yes. in my eyes. Yes, no. Um, but it's one of those subjective sports because, like, you know, as you say, if you're playing basketball, the team with the most points wins. If you're running a race, the person that runs the quickest wins, time-wise. In bodybuilding, you might have the best physique, or at least I think it's the best physique, but then the three judges might not see it like that. So it's like it's such a subjective sport that there's no mm. real marker of, well, actually, are you the best? Yeah. Mm. Um, and what I find in the sport as well is like, if the judges have affiliations with sponsors, if they have affiliations with like the athletes that are around, there's a lot of bias that goes in. It's like, well, if I if that guy gets a pro card or he wins, then I'm going to boost him because it's going to look good on my profile and it's also going to look good on the federation's profile because, hey, they've got a huge following or whatever. Mm. And there's a lot of that shit going on because there's no real like stamp on what a win is Yeah. from a, a metric point of view anyway. I think perceptions on what's attractive is, is a is a tricky one because like you say everything's very subjective mm. but that kind of moves me on to our, our next danger which I'd say is social media and to try and link it in with steroid use I mean if you're posting pictures and you're clearly juicing but you're actually I mean you're claiming that you're not that's going to give a lot of people uh, a, a complex around how they look I don't know if there are any ways that you, you guys think you can actually spot whether someone's an, a natural lifter or not I've been told it's um you can get a lot of stretch marks appearing around your shoulders and stuff like that because it sort it sort of indicates rapid muscle growth in a short period of time hence why it stretches yeah, i suppose that is a marker but it's not it's not always the way because mm-hmm. like you, you know, could do that naturally yeah yeah you can do that naturally and also someone could have been really overweight as well and now they transform themselves so it, it, i don't think you can ever really know but if you're skilled enough mm. and you know the person's journey you would then understand whether it was done Mm. in a setting where you understand that it's it's been falsified a little bit or yeah. enhanced um, time frames tell you a lot I think I think so too I think in terms of you talking about time frames and uh, and people's perception and stuff it's it's interesting to look at Norway have actually made it it's it's illegal uh, you can you can go to prison uh, for airbrushing social media photos without actually disclosing it yeah. which yeah, I, I'm, heard I fully of this endorse recently actually yeah. Yeah, I've heard of this recently. It's like when they brought in like ads and like gifted and mm-hmm. stuff on on Instagram and yeah, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? I used to train at a gym, um, 
in London and it was like a, known for bodybuilding and it was mad. And I used to train with my friend Steve and we used to go there. And uh, we always used to say, right, it's season because they were all jacked and pumped. And then as soon as the season finished, they were all flat and sucked. And we were like, wow, they're off the cycle now. You could just see like because they all did it at the same time. Yeah. So I think when you look at it like that, you can probably tell. But I think social media has that other other problem. Again, linking in with, with the previous point on steroids is that you can be incredibly fit for a very short window. Like you can be fit, like have an insane physique for a few, for a few weeks, maybe even a month take maybe you know 500 photos and then that's you done for the next year two years <laughs> yeah. worth of content and just keep pushing yeah, them out exactly yeah. you're just like yeah i still look like this and you know you you, you maybe drive around go to a bunch mm. of different places keep posting those photos make it look like you're on the yeah. go and you have that physique still but realistically you just peaked for a while and now you've yeah. got a you've got a bit of a dad bod like uh like a lot of people it's yeah. you know you only follow someone when they're in the limelight so when that athlete whether it's bodybuilding or sport is doing really well and they're posting about it you'll know but what we don't see is the long-term effects of it mm-hmm. and like even if you look at like football for example there's a lot of players that were playing in like the 70s 80s whatever mm-hmm. that now their knees are like crystallized because they used to have like steroid injections obviously for not like making muscle mass but to get them on the pitch get rid of pain yeah. and they would have such a large quantity of it that now their knees are literally crystallized and it's like no one talks about that then they just see how many games they were getting through at that stage mm-hmm. and they're like oh right no one really got injured then because everyone's like oh the game's gone soft but it's <laughs> like maybe we've just realized that we shouldn't be doing that to people because we're going to fuck them up basically so mm-hmm. i think that's that's the problem is we only look at what's happening in the limelight and going back to steroids for like muscle mass use and things like that yeah the truth is how many of them have heart attacks and all the rest of it but we don't even hear about it no, well, they'll just drop off like yeah. the face of the earth. Yeah, but yeah. some people that you follow on Instagram, you just follow them, and you might not follow them anymore. But you don't even realise mm-hmm. like them just not on Instagram. Yeah. So where have they got? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know two or but, three of my like maybe mentors and people that I know that were in those games. They're gone, dead. Mm. And the people will say, "Oh, it's not because of that," and I don't know for sure. Maybe it wasn't because of that, but. Definitely know they were on it. Yes, it raises question marks, absolutely. Mm. Um, Something else I think which annoys all of us is some workouts you see on Instagram. I get it when people come in to consult with me. Mm. They ask me about the benefit and why a program from a PT is better than a program they could just get on Instagram because everyone's giving it away like it's going out of fashion. Um, But obviously, I mean, we can obviously get into the same discussion we seem to have every week of you need it to be personalised to you. If your ankles are shit, if your shoulder mobility is like terrible, you need a personalised programme. But I mean, what's what's some of the dumb stuff you guys have seen before? Well, I also think it goes like, before like even getting the program mm. some people offering the programs they're not even qualified oh no absolutely not which oh my they're qualified my by the fact that they are themselves in good shape yeah and, and they do these workouts yeah it's because yeah. you're not PTing you're just advising that's why they yeah, get away know, which is stupid I don't agree I know with like that but surely that needs to be managed I don't know about the legality whether you can step in and like I don't say know. that because effectively like it's it's like imagine acting as a lawyer and I'm going to give you legal advice, but I'm not. I'm not a lawyer. I'm yeah. just. I, I'm just. I'm just a bit clued up. I know a thing or two yeah. about law. But pay so, me for it. But exactly, that's what I mean. It seems insane to me. The problem is, if I'm a, if you're a nutritionist, you're allowed to advise about nutrition stuff, yeah. But you're not allowed to do what a dietitian does, which is literally prescribe everything for mm-hmm. the individual. 
So why can you, as a non-qualified personal trainer, prescribe a workout? Because isn't that the same fault? It's even worse because you're not even like on the nutrition scale of where you should be as a, yeah. a personal trainer, if that makes sense. So it's ridiculous, but I think the way you get around it is like, they say, well, I've given it. I'm not making them do it. I'm not yeah. physically making them do it. But <sighs> it's bollocks. Trig- mm. Triggers me a little bit, I think. Fuzzy lines. I, yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, going back away from like giving workouts, I think when people are just copying things that they see videos and stuff, mm-hmm. The difference, in my opinion, between training and exercise is exercise, you do it because it's good for your health, you're moving, you get blood pump, whatever. Training is when you have to narrow it down and you're trying to get an adaptation, you're trying to get something done. Mm-hmm. And I think every beginner goes through doing exercise and then they hit roadblocks and they go, right, fuck, I need help. And that's when you should be going to see your PT and he should be or she should be making it specific to a certain goal that you have based on you and then you get your results. Or you decide, I'm getting good at this, now I want to take it to a competition, and now you need that accountability and extra bit of guidance. But Yeah, I think going back to, what would you say, the, like, the silliest things that you've... <laughs> yeah, so just just some dumb stuff. I, I could rattle off a hundred, but yeah. Yeah, I, d- I think it's just when, every, like, when everyone seems to try everything... Sally all up. at once. Mm. Sally up, Sally down, bro. What the <laughs> fuck? Ah! <laughs> so, uh, mate... I don't know what, what what's the next line. I, I only know the. I'm like just That's like squatting for five minutes. Yeah, just do like fifty squats, isn't it, with some load on it. <laughs> Breathing <laughs> squats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what. I, I I've seen some terrible stuff. I mean, it's it's people trying to make things aesthetically pleasing and the tricky thing is when you when you do that to make it stand single, out single. Yeah. no what about um, nothing... waist trainers oh, what is it yeah waist trainers yeah my clients come yeah, in with one done. of those yeah. once tell this her is... to go in the bathroom now take that off and then come back and see me this is going away from this topic but it's quite cool I don't know if you guys have ever seen this you see Peloton have come up with this like subscription model and you train and they've got all the trainers there mm-hmm. there's like mirror now and yeah. this mirror yeah. is like a huge iPad. You stand in front of it and you do whatever exercises and apparently it shows you your technique and all the rest of it and it's like, fucking hell. Yeah, but the PT, like there's a PT at the other side of the mirror. Yeah, yeah, but Something it's not like actually that. behind the mirror. I think it's streamed. It's not like live. No, I know. They don't yeah. just rock up in your That's home. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, like these things are good when you're exercising, but I still just don't think it takes you to that ne- next level of like when you actually have a specific adaptation that you need to do and it's based on the way you move, the way you look, what's happening currently. And that's yeah. the issue you'll never get around and why you'll always need good contact time with someone, whether it is online or not. Mm-hmm. But one-to-one contact time, sure. you'll never get around it. Yeah, and less, less cartwheels into bicep curl into yeah. foot fire. One, one thing that really <laughs> grinds my gears is like exercise. Oh. No, that's fine actually. <laughs> um, it's like exercise pairings that are like squashed together to make one exercise. So like yeah. a Complex. deadlift, like a deadlift bicep curl. Yeah, like I know. No. One. <laughs> one's really, really heavy and one's quite Functional, light. Functional, isn't it? Functional. <laughs> like that just really, or like a, an ab crunch into a squat or like something yeah. so silly. Or it's silly. just like you hop off the ground, do, do one of those. What, what's the one where you're lying on the ground and you kick your feet up and you, so you're standing up? Yeah, and then into an overhead those, into press. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, then press. Yeah, it's, single, single. It's like oh, just no. merging all these exercises together. Let's just squish them up and then 
that's one exercise. It looks aesthetic. And you use that. the same mm. weight. <laughs> just get your loading right and do the exercises separately it's yeah it's, that's my favorite along along with the stepper machine and the leg raise i like i like that it, it that it grinds yeah, your mean, gears like one expression the only thing that <laughs> the only the only thing that recruits your glutes more than doing a stepper with a leg raise is sitting on your ass i reckon i get more glute recruitment just doing this just squeezing <laughs> doesn't look cool leave them to it it's mad Game time. Uh, I thought we'd lighten things up away from the dangers of the fitness industry and move it into <laughs> some slightly more light-hearted things. Uh, I thought we'd play Two Truths and a Lie. And since Andy never plans for these games and he okay. still needs time to think of some, I think I'll kick things off. Andy, my clients' workouts, isn't it? Too busy. Yeah, of course, mate. He's too busy. He's too busy running a company. <laughs> All that good stuff. <laughs> so I'm going to read you three things. In there is uh, is one lie. You've got to identify which one you think is the lie. I don't think you guys will know this. You guys might struggle because obviously you guys are you guys are together. So it might. I think I'm. I stand the best chance yeah. of fooling you. Yeah. Um. But anyway, no. Uh, my first one is I played county netball competitively until I was thirteen. My second one is I tried to seduce a girl by bench pressing her. My third one is I once performed Tenacious D's tribute at a rock camp in front of a few hundred people. Do you guys know uh, yeah. no, no tribute? Yeah. Yeah. Just a tribute. Yeah. You gotta believe me. Yeah, exactly. Put a microphone in front of Andy. So Another. we've got the county netball competitively, yeah. uh, bench pressing a girl, and performing tribute. Which one of those is is, the lie. isn't true? I think the lie is the first one. You think it's the it's the county net? Yeah. Really? I play basketball though, so I know. It's a stepping stone. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I gateway think, I gateway think that's drive. The I think yeah. the Because you bench every day. So you <laughs> I think number two is the lie. Oh, that's how thank you met, thank that's God how... Nat's on my side on this. That's how you met Taylor. No, I think no I think he would have like tried to squat her instead. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, mate. You can, you can squat more than you can so now uh, got it right. more than you can bench. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what does Andy think it is? Um, sorry, so so so, so Andy thinks it's netball. Nat, you think it's me I'd, benching it? Benching I, a girl? Yeah, I don't think yeah. she did that. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Nat, for believing in me. You you are right. That was <laughs> the lie. Oh, yeah. I didn't try and seduce a girl by bench pressing her. Last week as well. You were. Nat's on a Nat's on a hot streak. told me that's how you did it. Oh, mate, come on, Nat. I'm better than that. Be me. Let's go. Mate, it's a peeping. I'd have to find a quite a heavy girl, mate. Go on the Olympic wrestling team. Find me one of those. I'll bench her. There we go. Job done. Um, so that was my like. I, I did actually play uh, county netball until I was thirteen. It was my gateway because it was at primary school. They didn't have a basketball team. Um, Very and good. I was I was just built for it. So built. I was I was really really good. I could stand a meter away and still block the shot because I had these long gangly orangutan arms. Um, and and I did perform uh, Tenacious D's tribute in front of a, a big old crowd of people. Wow! Um, like I was singing singing and guitar. Um, that so, is yeah. cool. Ooh, yeah. it's, <laughs> I, I don't good. know about cool. It's of all the songs I could have picked, I pick yeah, a Jack Black like... screaming like <laughs> about the like devil. Like you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Um, right. So Nat, uh, hit us with yes. your your two truths and a lie. Okay. So I have 
performed, also performed in front of a very large crowd mm. on the stage of the O2. What were you performing? Or is that not are you not not disclosing that? Not disclosing mm. that information. Okay. I'm not going to answer this because obviously I know this way. Right? I okay. have. I'm obsessed with Friends. I could probably say uh, every single episode. I know every single phrase. Love it. And <laughs> I have also shook hands with Will Smith. I know this answer. Do you know? Do you know it? Ah, nah, damn it. Um. Oh, Will, I feel like I want to ask some follow up. I want to know what you performed. Yeah. I want to know where you shook hands with Will Smith, and uh, I want you to name one. Who's your Who's your favorite member of Friends? Who's your favorite one of the Friends? Joey. Joey. Okay. Uh, I think that's the lie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's too big of a pause. It's one. Of, it's one. Of, it's. The... I was thinking of them all. It's, oh yeah, you're running through every character. Is it Friends? It's Friends. I'm, yes. I've never ever watched a full episode of Friends. I've I've I think I watched one uh, before, and it was yeah. yeah I, I honestly can't. I, I can't stand can't Studio Laughter. I just can't get into it. I've tried. Sure. You know, one of those things no, where you really yeah. try. It's. I feel like it's an unpopular opinion we all share, but yeah, I think yeah. Friends is just yeah. Yeah. Dog. But the other two are true. <laughs> Yeah. Very tr- yeah. What what did you perform then? Um. So I was actually in a reindeer costume, um, full <laughs> full O uh, two arena. Mm, lovely. Um. And I think I was next to. I think it was One Direction that were performing, mm-hmm. and it was the it was like a jingle bell ball thing, and I okay. was in the I was behind. The they ha- they needed four <laughs> um, reindeers to dance mm-hmm. behind them. I was one of them. <laughs> Just throwing some shapes. Yeah, That's and then incredible. I also um, shook Will Smith's hand. I did a competition once at Radio One, and nice. he was in like the green room bit where we all were as well. Mm-hmm. And he came over with such a lovely guy. Of course he was. And he yeah, shook mm. my hand. I was Not like, bad. Oh. So, oh. Just there can't stop there for a second. <laughs> Andy, yeah. have, have you actually thought of three yeah, yet? Of course. Come on. One. Go right, on, man. So, Let's go. See if you can form that as well. When I was at school, I was Sabutio champion of all the year groups, mm-hmm. right down to infants. I'm going to need to ask what Sabutio is. See how young this guy is. Yeah, I've got You need to Google it. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to tell you. Oh you need to gosh, Google it. I've got no, no idea what So you know, like, is. they used to have little footballers. Yeah. With like the base, yeah, and you used to have like a pitch that you'd iron out like a carpet. Have like a massive play. head. The the footballers would have a. No, massive they don't head. have a massive head. That's something else. Oh. You guys don't even know what it is. <laughs> but anyway, you like you move them around like pennies, and you can play football and okay. you score goals. It's like mannequin things. So I yeah, think I was, you'd get bullied for doing that at school these days. I was the champion <laughs> of that on all the year groups. Um, the second one was I once hit a volley so hard. That I smashed the C at Stamford Bridge on the amp, amp, ad, advertising boardings, and I was proud of myself. Nice, fuck Chelsea. Again, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're losing a lot of fans on this episode. Yeah. Let's go. Come on. What's, what's your third one? And my third one was I. Come on. Go on. My third one. This is the lie. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Shocker. No, it's not. <laughs> my third one was. Once I met David Ginola on Bill Nicholson Way, and he said hello, and I got an autograph. That's oh. the lie. Who who is who is he? Exactly. He's yeah. got hair like you. 
L'Oreal. Oh, David yeah. Ginola is a footballer that oh, played nice. for Tottenham from France. He's, he's a legend. Okay. Yeah, I've got no. Nah, I've I've got no idea. No, I reckon I, it's the last I one, think Sabutio though, because Andy's had a cup with Sabutio on, so I think that that's actually true. Yeah, he got I into it a little bit. That. Yeah, and then yeah, no, when he was talking about it, yeah. second one. Yeah, I can imagine that happening. Well, I don't, I don't know. It, would would he make the lie logically a flexy one? Obviously, the fact that oh, I volleyed it so hard because my legs are so dense. <laughs> Yoked. Yoked. Exactly. <laughs> I think. All right. I think it's the last one. I think. Uh, I think it's like uh, no. Actually, no. I think it's. I think it's a volley. No, it's the video ones. Is it really? <laughs> oh, oh my god! Sake. Oh, oh. oh now we got absolutely. You man don't know it. So what's that cup at home for then? We've got a Sabutio cup. <laughs> no, I don't. What's a Sabutio cup? What at our house? Yeah. No, that's because I was top goal scorer at Burton three years in a row. Uh, you're, a, you're a centre back. Yeah, but I played up front those years. Ah, uh, okay. That, that was a lie as well. <laughs> <laughs> Some more dangers of the fitness industry. I think glamorizing of ultra low body fat is quite a significant problem, largely because of the impact it can have on your hormone balance. You need uh, you need fat in your body to absorb vitamins, for example, as well. So uh, Nat, do you want to talk a little bit about that and just your your perception on why it's glamorized so much uh, and, and the effect that's had on some people maybe you've trained? Yeah, I presume it's... Sex. <laughs> that's the only reason. What? Sex sales. Yeah. Yeah, sex. but you like how it's like have a little bit more, more Yeah, but that's cushion. like the extreme, right? <laughs> yeah, like in the 90s though, is it was like <laughs> in the I think in the 90s it was size 0 was the only way. That's what I mean, wasn't it's, it? Like but sexy. now it has changed a little bit. Mm. But it's more it's like all beast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the last episode. No, but it's like it's like it's more like you now like pumping more mm. and like changing body shapes like mm. pumping more into your body like into your butt and into your lips and into your mm. cheeks so yeah it's it's weird like people always trying to keep up with the trends yeah i guess instagram now has a massive mm. part to play in that Mm. Um, absolutely it's always changing all the time like it's exhausting trying to keep up <laughs> I guess <laughs> I saw a shocking picture I think it was um, it was Time Magazine's picture of what the ideal uh, woman's body was back in like mm. 1950 or so mm. and just like comparing it to now mm. she yeah. was I don't, I don't know she, I think she was glamorised and she was like about a size 14 ish yeah. and the fact that that was seen as the ideal body yeah. um, is quite astounding versus the social perception of what the mm. ideal body yeah. would be now what it was like 10-20 years ago and just how quickly obviously that fluctuates depends where you go though like, yeah, it depends what Different country you're in yeah yeah. Um, yeah down to like um, your tan as well like sometimes a tan seems like you've just come back off holiday, you're glowing, it's a good thing mm-hmm. to have. Whereas in other parts of the world, like the paler you are, the more like mm. rich and... Um, Prosperous you are. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to be outside. But like, even slumming Exactly, yeah. exactly. But even going back to the bodybuilders, you look at the bodybuilders of the 50s versus the bodybuilders now and it's a completely different shape. So mm-hmm. are they training any different? Are they having yeah. more steroids? What's going on here? They're completely different shapes. Mm. It's like being extreme like the extreme of it has got even worse yeah i think there's always going to be phases to it and i think just just wait until your body co- body type comes into fashion <laughs> just just maintain what you I'm are i'm holding eventually. up for the cheeks <laughs> it's just showcased way more it's like 
seen it all already don't even need to see it in real life it's there yeah. it's like everything is showcased so much that you have pictures in your head of what you think should be the right thing mm-hmm. whereas before it's like maybe I need to go and find it yeah. or it's harder to search for it oh it's it's always like, plastered yeah everywhere like I just switch on my phone now double tap and there'll be <laughs> like all you have to do is go on Instagram it's like we were talking about page three a few weeks yeah, what ago is that? like you tap. had to like yeah. look no, for it but I now Oh, oh, oh. but yeah it's just I think it's there in front of you mm. all the time like you can't unsee it everyone's pictures are there in front of you so it must yeah. be hard to not compare um, like if you see somebody successful or that has lots of followers and they look a certain way you probably feel yeah, like you need to look like that too yeah. even down to the cut of clothing it's like clothing cuts are changing so like oh, when I used to play football in the 90s it was big baggy tops mm-hmm. now they're like all skin tight under armour kind of fitted things so it's like even the times of that like jeans for example just like skinny jeans when mm. I was at school it's like how baggy could they be you're more ghetto it's cool mm-hmm. drop downs over your air force cool <laughs> but it's like well if they're going to be hug tight then you're going to want to have a better physique to show it off yeah and also like even like we speak about the gym shop people and it's like there's loads of people that go to the gym just because they want to wear the nice gym shop stuff not because mm. because the clothing doesn't it shows more skin than it ever has done yeah it's like but it's socially acceptable yeah. as well yeah so yeah, you need to look yeah. good it is That's otherwise you don't you can't wear it and you want to yeah. wear it mm-hmm. so there's a lot of that going on i think six pack abs are again they're seen as a hallmark of of health but again you know it can indicate you know a super low body fat a lot of it can be genetic issues mm. um me personally as well i find um uh, i've had it pointed out to me by a couple of people mine is slightly lopsided as well mm. again it's just uh, something you get from training as an athlete in a particular sport yeah. you're always going to be slightly lopsided because you're going to be one side dominant for instance if i'm right-handed and i always jump off my left leg i'm going to have slightly more development on one side than the other mm. um so I think I think that's that's a massive issue um, you get with just that being the main marker of health uh, yeah. because it's obviously what you look down you see your you yeah. see your stomach mm. and that's what people like or don't like. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm not really sure how how yeah, you guys feel about I think it. Also understanding that it don't always look like that and you'll only ever see the picture in its best light. Mm-hmm. Although people are cutting on to that and they think it's cool now to like show themselves in their bad light so that they can have likes as well. But oh yeah, I know that. But yeah. Like, for that example, you might me. have your washboard abs when you wake up. You go through a whole day of eating. If you took a picture of yourself in the afternoon or in the evening when you go to bed, your belly's going to look completely different to the way it did in the morning. You haven't got fat. Nothing's really changed. But it didn't look like it did in the mm. morning. So knowing that your body changes by the hour and by the minute mm. anyway, that's that's a big problem with people that are not skilled mm. and in, in that field they're only going to look at the ideology of what it looks like yeah. and then they get this fear of everything because mm. it always changes so what, yeah what, what i found really funny was that i was shown the other day this woman that posts those classic videos of here's me angled like this bad lighting stomach out um, uh, look at my stretch marks um, and then all of a sudden then she then she did all the things like mm. a classic Instagram influencer would do to make herself mm. look as attractive you know pulled the bands mm. on her underwear up nice and high and you know sucked in her stomach a little bit changed the angle yeah. you know stuck her butt out a little bit um, but she shared on her story recently it was quite funny um, the way she's being used as before and after photos for uh, for a bunch of different like fake you know like Herbalife oh like tea companies and I stuff like that I just think some of those women who like pose 
into that position like oh look see I have rolls too and I have stretch marks <laughs> and then I don't always look like this look at me with abs mm. you think oh my gosh but look at you in the before picture like you look brilliant you look amazing <laughs> what the fuck do I look like you still look great like, also, what? I just I can't compute it I like, just like, I can't originally it was done for a good purpose now it's getting ridiculous because it's like now it's acceptable that you're obese and you're unhealthy and whatever mm. as well and it's a real fine line because everything we put on social media it's really you have to be really careful with it because you're you're promoting a message that people that have a blank canvas are absorbing and then they take that as gospel yeah i think the last danger i really wanted to touch on briefly was just misinformation in general and obviously that plays into into a certain case with social media but obviously you know like the game we played with the with the headlines the other day it's clear that it's in the news these mm. these bullshit headlines about weight loss teas and pills and bits and pieces like that so i was wondering if you guys could hit me with a couple of sources people can go away and use for reliable accurate information which is actually going to help them improve their daily mail <laughs> not <laughs> if you get really not good not. at reading daily mail you'll realize that it's full of shite yeah, you know, exactly <laughs> daily uh, mail comments good sources <laughs> oh yeah the comments yeah, the, 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 the readers that's what you really want to check out www.morethanmuscle.com forward slash blogs isn't it .co.uk maybe .co.uk Hang on, don't We're going worldwide soon. Don't send people to the wrong website. Don't go to UK. Yeah. Oh, yeah. got another really good place. <laughs> yes. At PT Nat Sylvester. <laughs> There's pictures of her before and after. Oh, <laughs> They're yeah. exactly the same. <laughs> uh, good sources of information. Well, yes. like for some of the supplement stuff, because I get a shit ton of things like, oh, should I, what do you think of this stuff? Should I have creatine? Should yeah. I have, yeah. yeah. Examine.com's yeah. great because it's like all peer-reviewed stuff that they've put into like a meta-analysis thing where you can just like type in fish oil, for example, and it will show you star ratings on what it's good for, but it's totally unbiased. It's not funded by anyone. So that's a good source for things like that. Mm-hmm. I've always found it really useful. No, that's really useful. Yeah, and then and obviously just your PT as well. Yeah, people the who are actually qualified. Not. Yeah, go to a qualified nutritionist. Don't, well. don't don't look in their don't look or in their bio. And, yeah. maybe not. and if you're looking for expert. meal plans, if you're looking for meal plans, go to like a dietitian. Yeah. If you're looking for training, go to your personal trainer. Like, don't expect somebody got, on yeah. Instagram who's got five hundred thousand followers to give yeah. you all of this. If you've got that being said, there are some good ones. It's just the f- problem is there's a whole lot of shit as well. It's yeah. hard to there are some out. good ones. Yeah. You need, Make sure you need they're the qualified. Backing. Yeah, Done. exactly. Bang on. So specifically, what sort of qualifications should people be looking for? Obviously, you want a qualified physio, nutrition, uh, nutritionist, dietitian, chiropractor, PT, but what is sort of like the hallmark standard uh, yeah. that people should keep an eye out for? Because anyone can hand a piece of paper being like mm, qualified PT. This is my take on it. So like, Obviously, they need to have a level three because if you don't have that, then you're not part of the industry. You're not qualified and you're not insured to be doing anything. But the problem is it's so easy to get a level three that that doesn't really vet out shit or at least it doesn't vet out experience or inexperience. But then on the flip side of it, you know, for example, I've done my master's. Other people have done undergrads. Other people have done CPD courses, level fours, back pain, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Look for that if you're looking at a specific niche. But for me, none of that actually fucking matters. What should be the thing you're looking at is social proof. Who have they been working with? Are they getting good reviews? Are they getting you know results with their demographic that they're working with? And that should tell you that they're doing a good job. 
above what certificates they've cut they've got because mm-hmm. my biggest frustration is when people list a whole load of fucking stuff means nothing to me mm-hmm. like yeah I, but they, yeah i still think they need to be qualified they do. some people of course. are absolutely so yeah. you need to be qualified like if you're looking for a personal trainer level three if you're looking for like nutritionist or dietitian it will say i don't know in their emails or on their website it will say that they're registered dietitian or a registered nutritionist mm. so the, yeah. the issue i have is sometimes it's not worth the paper it's written on and people it's so no. easy to get on courses now sometimes yeah and yeah, you can write but... this whole host of stuff that looks really good and actually it's not that fancy yeah i think the, the tricky thing is even when you're very well qualified you have a difference between people that have information and people that can translate Absolutely. that information mm-hmm. and actually get it across to you in a way that uh, lay- layman's terms that you mm-hmm. may understand because you know I can spit all the technical jargon in the world at you if you don't understand it and therefore can't put it into practice you're not going to get the result that you want yeah definitely Max's mediation is back I'm very very excited um, so I thought this week we're going to pretend that you guys aren't together Thank and I want you, <laughs> Andy. This, this is this is what we're trying to trying to work on here. Um, that and your understanding of every game I've ever tried to explain on this podcast. <laughs> Andy doesn't do games. <laughs> Don't play no games. Um, so this week, I thought I would get each of you to write a or just say out loud a dating profile for the other. So if you were gonna bang <laughs> Andy on Tinder, Jeez, how would you Andy best advertise him? To the female demographic. Love this. Yeah. So I thought. I, I thought yeah, if you if you if you want to kick us off, just what would what would go in the bio? What are, what are the things that you know as a, as a lady that you love about him that you um, want to what you'd really want to plug? Plug. Yeah. <laughs> I'll plug in. <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh, the oh, That's the bio. That's the bio. You set it up. <laughs> you plugged it. Okay, Andy Pelides. We'll plug anything. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. You must make sure you make a good coffee. Yeah, nice. Can also get you wet. Can... <laughs> also... Don't call him hobnob for nothing. <laughs> we'll give you. We'll give you. Uh, we'll give you PT sessions as your birthday present. Yeah. Wait a minute. What did you buy? Me? And we'll what never buy you birthday cards. <laughs> I feel like this, this isn't really an advert for the dating app, Nat. This isn't really selling swipe you very well. Right. Swipe right. Do you swipe? Is that what you do? I don't know yes, what you swipe. That's the one. Yeah, you right. Swipe, swipe right. Swipe right. Okay. I'll wait for my one. Smooth. Swipe right. right for a hobnob. The <laughs> <laughs> the the Greek people have is is there like an equivalent hobnob that you sell in Greece? Yeah. Yeah. What is, what's it called? Bugasta. Hobbita. Hobbiter. <laughs> There's actually a thing. <laughs> a hobbiter. When you guys go to Cyprus, I want you to bring me back some. Oh, well, yeah, oh for, for the next hobbiters. one. Yes, yeah, bang on. Andy, how about you? If you're if you're gonna, you know, really, uh, I'm not gonna use the word plug. If you're gonna uh, showcase showcase Nat showcase on uh, on Tinder, what would Hit you? Hit me out. You, exactly. Yeah. Get yourself a big old fur coat. Thick. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> You know what, I should have seen this coming with this game. Hairy. So, no, oh. stop. Sweaty. Bad, um, bad she cleans and she jerks. <laughs> Wait, weightlifter. <laughs> oh, God. Swipe left. I regret doing this game. Oh, my God, I can't believe you just said that. What, you clean and you jerk? You're the one who thought of it like that. 
Thank you very much for tuning in and listening to this episode of the More Than Muscle podcast. Hit the bell, download, share with your friends, all that good stuff. Uh, I apologise for all the smut that has, uh, has from risen Andy. up. Lard, yeah, I'll admit it's mostly Andy's fault. Uh, but thank you anyway. Um, if you could write all your complaint letters to PT Andy Politis on Instagram, uh, don't go through the More Than Muscle website. That's only for inquiries. But uh, thank you very much, and we will we will see you next week. Boing. Lovely.